0: Hi, you are now listening to a sermon from Harvest Community Church in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Today you will hear a sermon from Pastor Dave Lee, so without further ado, here he is. Well, happy Easter Harvest. So beautiful to see a full house. i got to make a confession here. Um, I had a whole message written, and then midweek my staff reminded me that we're having a joint service. All the kids and youth are going to be here the whole time with us. So I had to do a massive rewrite of the message midweek because I realized I can't do the original one. It's too long. The kids are going to riot. So I have made this much simpler, much shorter. And in the sermon recap that I'll send out later, I will give a more fuller teaching for the adults. This is my last message before a four-month sabbatical. And uh, and so the, the idea of resting and refreshing is very much on my heart. And it's also Easter Sunday, so I wasn't sure how to approach this particular message, but I think we can attack both of those things at the same time. I'd like to finish my short series on Sabbath rest. It was called Shabbat Shalom, which means Sabbath peace, the peace that goes very deep in our hearts when we pause and slow down, walk away from our work, so that we can be truly alive, be restored and refreshed, and experience life as it was meant to be. One day out of every seven, God invites us to have the gift of rest. And in this last message, I want to talk about how Sabbath is an invitation to delight. I'm not sure if we can get that first slide up there. thank you. This idea of delight is very close to my heart because for me, the way God has shaped me, if there isn't a component of delight, I have a hard time staying engaged in things for very long. And I'm so grateful that the the personality of our God is this way, that we like to delight in things because our God is a God of delight. Let me ask you a question. If I ask you to close your eyes right now and picture the face of God, what do you see? Most of us, when we pray, when we are in trouble, we're reaching out to God, we're thinking about God. Because we're visual, because we're human, we need to picture something. A face. And with an invisible God, it's hard to think about the face of God. One of the reasons Jesus came is so that God would be more accessible to us, that we could understand him, relate to him. He wears a human face in Jesus the way we have. We don't know exactly what the face of Jesus looked like, probably nothing like most of our paintings, but still it helps that at one point in history, our God wore a human face. He didn't just wear like a costume, He was human. So, when you picture the face of God, what do you see? And along with maybe the physical features, what kind of mood do you picture God in most of the time? I mean, maybe in your mind you see a serious God. Always thinking about something serious. Maybe in your mind, you see a serene, peaceful God. I think this is the picture of Jesus that one one preacher called hairdresser Jesus. He looks very uh, soft and gentle. Maybe you see angry Jesus. Jesus in the temple, clearing it of the money changers. Maybe you see the suffering Jesus. But how many of you, when you close your eyes, you think about the face of God... See this, a God who laughs, who's having fun, who enjoys his existence. A very smart guy named Dallas Willard once wrote that God is the most joyous being in the whole universe. And I agree. I think we can have joy because our God is a joyful God. We have the capacity for joy because God is joyful. In fact, not just a little joyful, but the most joyful being in the whole universe. And the difference between our joy and God's joy is kind of like the difference between us and lizards. How many of you guys learned in school that lizards are cold-blooded, which means they have no heat of their own. They need the outside to make them warm. And so a lizard walks into a cold room, and he's cold, and then a lizard walks into a warm room, and he feels warm. And some of us, our joy is just like that, isn't it? That we're joyful when life is joyful, and when life is not joyful, there's no joy inside. We are entirely dependent on what's happening around us for how we feel. God's joy is very different. He's more like a warm-blooded mammal. His joy burns from within, it comes out of him. It's not a reaction to the world around, but it is something that rises from deep within the heart and the nature of God. A.W. Tozer once said that what, you, what comes to your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you. I believe that's true. How you picture God will shape your relationship with God. And many of us, we picture God based on how we're feeling, We picture God based on the leaders or the parents we might have had. Many people picture the face of God as the face of their dad. Whatever the face of their dad, the mood of their dad usually look like, that's kind of how we automatically think of God. I believe that as we grow in our following Jesus, his joy becomes our joy. We become more like him, not reacting only when life is joyful, but discovering this capacity for joy that comes from deep within us. And the Sabbath, that one day out of every seven, when we're supposed to stop working and breathe. Remember that Sabbath means rest. And the Hebrew word has this idea of exhaling. Do that with me just one time. Just just go. Remember... uh, about a month ago, I said, that's the sound of Sabbath. That's the sound God invites us to. Just breathe. And a part of it is resting. A part of it is reflecting. But today we're going to see that a big part of Sabbath is joy. It's delighting in God and in the things of God. It's going to be a very short message, so hang on with me. The goodness of God is one of the things we delight in. God himself and the other thing that we delight in are the good gifts of God. We're gonna look at Nehemiah chapter eight, verses five to eight. It's not a normal passage to look at for Sabbath, but this, this passage describes a really beautiful day of worship in the history of Israel. Listen to what it says. Ezra opened the book, that's the Bible, And all the people could see him because he was standing above them. And as he opened it, the people all stood up. Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen, Amen. Then they bowed down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. The Levites instructed the people in the law while the people were standing there. They read from the book of the law of God, making it clear and giving the meaning so that the people understood what was being read. Several verses later, it says that they were joyful because they understood what the Word of God was saying. And I see several pictures of delight here, just like we're experiencing right now. For many people, their Sabbath day is Sunday. It's the day when most people don't work. Not everyone, but many, many people don't go to work on Sunday. And that's why we schedule church services on Sundays. If we scheduled church on Wednesday mornings, it would be me and the other people who worked at this church and a few other people. But we do it on Sundays because very few people go to work. One of the things they delighted in was being Together. It had been many years since Israel worshiped together like this. And in a way, I think we can understand that because do you remember at the height of COVID during the lockdown, when we were not allowed to be together like this? Do you remember what it felt like to be in your living room with just your family? It's, it's okay, your family is a good thing, but do you remember how like only two people in your whole family maybe sang out loud during the praise time? And then it was like just watching the TV. And though it was the same words and the same music, It didn't feel the same as it does right now, does it? I think it's one of the reasons that we don't just listen to music on our phones. People go to concerts because there's something about live things, being together, that deeply touches our hearts. Worship is much more joyful when we realize we're not doing it alone, but we're doing it with other people who agree with us, who love the same God that we love and we love one another as we love our God. It is much more joyful to delight in God together than alone. Now even still, some people are not able to join us in person, but aren't you so thankful that we're allowed to do this again? Do you remember how impatient we were for this time to come? And the first time we got back together, it was so full of joy. They also delighted in the presence of God. We don't bow down on the floor to ideas. We bow down in front of people who are present with us. When they bowed down, what it meant was that they realized God was with them. It had been such a long time since the people of Israel had worshipped in the presence of God. And as they sang, as they listened to the word of God being read, they knew it deep in their hearts. They're not by themselves in that room. The living God was actually there with them. Have you ever heard anyone say, you know, I went to church today and God showed up. I felt him, he was there. If you've never felt that before, you should ask God, please help me to feel that at some point, because it makes going to church completely different than when you just hear a human being talking or you see human beings singing. The presence of God is one of the greatest joys, and we know that we are friends with God when we want to be with him. Have you ever asked a friend, hey, what are you doing Saturday? You want to hang out? Have you ever had a friend who says this back to you? Oh sure, what are we going to do? Who else is going to be there? How do you feel when your friend says that to you? You say, let's hang out on Saturday and their only two questions are what are we going to do and who else is going to be there? That means that they don't like you enough to hang out with you if it's just you and you're not doing something that distracts them from you. Unless the activity is fun and the other people are fun they're not that interested in being with you. One of the ways we know we're really friends with someone is it doesn't matter what we do, it doesn't matter who else is with us, if I'm with you, it's enough. I don't care if we just sit next to each other in a chair and eat Pop-Tarts. As long as we're together, it's enough. Everyone who has ever fallen in love has fallen in love because that's what they want is someone who's happy just to be with them. You don't have to do anything. I'm just so happy to be with someone who wants to be with me. And what God says is He wants us to feel that with Him. And one of the ways we know we have a healthy relationship with God is that somewhere deep in our hearts, we look forward to being with Him. His presence makes us happy. It doesn't matter who else is there. It doesn't matter what we're doing. Just being with Him is something we want. They also delighted in the Word of God. It was being read out loud, but as they were reading it, the the priests were walking around the room and explaining what it meant to everyone. And that's really, really important. How many of you kids love school and love learning things? All right, sup, thank you. There's like three kids (laughs) who love education, but the truth is learning something can change your life. It can be a real joy. Let me give you an example. When I was a, a teenager, A youth pastor explained something to me that permanently changed my life. He said, based on the Word of God, that even when I do something very, very bad, God never loves me less because I did a bad thing. And even when I do something very, very good, God never loves me more because I did a good thing. God loves me His way all the time, no matter what I do or how I act. Now, He doesn't bless me the same way, but God's love is always unconditional. That's the kind of love we all long for, and it made me feel so free to understand that the God that we have doesn't love me less when I mess up or more when I do good, but He loves me because He loves me. And that's it. It's enough. simple idea changed my life forever. I believe that one of the greatest joys we can get is to understand something powerfully true that is real, that works, that reflects God, and it changes us deeply. That's one of the things we're invited to do on the Sabbath is to think deeply about the true things of God and when we really understand them, our eyes will light up, our hearts will jump for joy and it will actually change the way that we live our life. If the Word of God is not changing our lives, then the Word of God doesn't have its full power in our lives and we can ask God to do that better for us. Finally, they also delighted in the good gifts of God. Look at how this passage ends. This is how every worship service should end. Then Nehemiah, the governor, Ezra the priest and teacher of the law, and the Levites who were instructing the people said to them, said to them all, this day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people have been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. Listen to this. Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve. And listen, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. What gives you strength inside face life? What what gives you inner power? The joy of the Lord is our strength. It was a good reason for the Israelites to be sad that day because they realized as they were worshiping that it had been many, many years since they had done this. They forgot what God's Word was like. They forgot what worshiping God and His presence was like. They forgot what it was like to be together, and they were so sad. When I was younger, my grandfather from Korea came to live with us. And he was a Buddhist for most of his life. And then he became a Christian while he was living in our home. And I remember watching him every day read the Bible for hours and hours. And many times when I saw him, my grandfather was crying while he read the Bible. And I asked him, Grandpa, why are you crying? And he said, this is so good, and I can't believe I wasted 80 years of my life not having this. In just one year, he read the Bible more times than I had ever read it in my whole life. God is so good that when you realize you've not had him, it, it's a good reason to be sad. And so the people were weeping, but Nehemiah said to them, it's good that you weep now, but here, listen to this, the time for crying is now over. Celebrate. Because God is bringing us back to himself. This is not a time for mourning. Ecclesiastes 3.4 says, there is a time to weep and a time to laugh. Both are important, both are are righteous, but there's a time for crying and there's a time for laughing. There's a time to mourn and there's a time to dance. You kids won't know what an Enneagram is, but if you're an Enneagram 7, this is one of the best verses in the Bible. There's a time to dance, man. There's a time for crying and mourning. But aren't you so glad that our God tells us there's a time to laugh and a time to dance? He says, go and eat choice foods. You know what that means? It's not just regular foods. Six days a week, you just eat to stay alive. You know what I mean? Like a bologna and mustard sandwich on, on gross bread. And you're just like, all right, I'll just eat it to stay alive so I don't die. But on, on the Lord's Day, on Sabbath, he says, eat choice foods. You know what that really means? It's fatty. Now, I know a lot of us don't like fat in our meat, but... If you've ever paid a lot of money to taste Wagyu beef, how many of you have had Wagyu beef? Yeah. It's delicious. And you know what makes it delicious? It's fatty. The fat is all over that meat, and it just melts like butter in your mouth. He's saying, don't just eat regular food that day. Go go deep into your refrigerator and get the good stuff out. The the Sabbath is a day for celebrating, for receiving the good gifts of God and realizing what kind of God would give such things to us. It's not a day to microwave and rush. It's a day to cook the best food slowly and with care, to serve them on the good plates, the plates you usually use for your guests. This time you use them for the ones you love the most. It's a time to chew slowly, to taste everything, to savor it as it's going down your throat, to linger at the table for a long time with your family and your friends and have conversation and laughter. That is what the Sabbath is for. It's not a day just to eat to stay alive. It's a day to receive the good gifts of God. And if you're not that into food, there are other ways to experience the same thing. God has given us So many gifts, and we can receive them on our day of Sabbath rest in a way that doesn't make us love the gift, but that makes us love the one who would give us such good things. How many of you love your car? Do you like your car? A lot of you love your car. I like my car a lot. It's a good day to wash your car, not quickly, but just wash it, clean it. Remember as you touch every little piece of it. I can't believe God lets me have this And then after you wash your car. It smells good. It looks good Grab your loved ones pack them in the car and just drive for the heck of it Drive because driving's fun drive because you like it drive somewhere. That's beautiful When you get there buy ice cream Do the things that delight your spirit How many of you have a dog? How many of you love walking your dog at 6 in the morning? That's right. Most, day, most days, we walk our dogs just so it doesn't poop in the house, right? It's just, oh gosh, who's going to walk the dogs? At our house, walking the dogs in the morning is the thing you do just to be a really good person because no one wants to. And most days, that's necessary. Our dog is like a piece of furniture. It's, like, it's always there. But on the, the Sabbath day, if you love your dog, it's a day to actually walk your dog for a long walk because you love that dog. Because you delight in the dog, you play with that dog, you brush the dog, you speak to the dog. How many of you love your house? You're so thankful, you can't believe you get to live in that building every day. But I'll bet you there are lots of rooms in your house you never sit in. God gave you the whole house, but most of us only use like two rooms. The room we sleep in and the room we eat in, that's about it. Oh, and, and the room we do our business in. I think one way we can receive the good gift of our house is to find that room no one ever uses, clean it up, and one day just sit in it, enjoy that room. Think about the fact that God has given you a good place to live. Maybe you've got a lot of toys, a lot of games, maybe you have too many, and so some of the ones you really loved five years ago when you got them, you have never touched again. One way you can become very thankful for the gifts of God is to dig up those old toys which you bought. I have a toy, it's a compound bow. I bought it thinking I'm going to be an archer one day and it has just sat in the corner of my house for a really long time. It's in my home office, I see it every time I'm working and like one day I need to take that thing out and shoot some arrows. Why did I buy it? I think Sabbath is a good day to pull something like that out and say, God, thank you that my life is not just full of necessary things, but it's full of things that I love, things that are fun, things that make my heart want to sing. I could go on and on. How many of you play musical instrument, and it's always just about the recital, the practice, do it better, do it better. But one day you just grab that instrument, and you play because you love music. You just like the sound of it. Play your favorite song, not what your teacher made you play. Just play your favorite song because you love the joy of the gift of music. Do you see what this day is for? Is not to just do fun things, but to receive the good gifts of God in a way that reminds you. None of this is just from your own hands. Our God loves you. Your happiness matters to God. I know that's hard to think about, but your happiness matters a great deal to God. And he has given you many things to be happy about. Part of that is making the choice to look for those things and to acknowledge God. When you fall in love with just the good things, you become like a black hole, never enough, always more. But when you receive the good gifts of God and you see God as the giver, even one thing becomes truly enough, more than enough fills you with thanksgiving God is giving you one day every seven to stop working how many of you can do that truly because it's his gift to you if you have to work seven days a week for some people just as a matter of survival there is no choice you know what the rest of us can do for such people We can help them out the best we can. If you have the luxury of having enough money and resources, you don't have to work on the seventh day, could you consider sharing something with those who have no choice? Because every one of us is meant to experience one day where we don't have to do necessary things to stay alive, and we get to receive the gift of God himself and the good things of God. That shouldn't be my brother or sister's problem to carry by themselves, it's our problem together to make sure every one of us in this church family, everyone that we care about around us is able to take advantage of God's invitation to rest from their work for one day. And when we rest and when we reflect and when we celebrate on that day, the joy of God becomes our joy. And instead of being lizards who always need good things in order to be joyful, the joy of the Lord, like heat from within himself, starts to pour into us and come out of us. And some of us know someone like that. Every time we're around them, our mood gets better. They just seem to be so full of life, so full of passion. And every time we're around them, we think, I need to spend more time with that person. God is just like that, and he can make us just like that. But in order to get that, we have to obey Him and rest from necessary things just one day and rest and delight in God and in the good things of God. When I'm finished with this message and I say goodbye to you all, I'm going to do exactly this for four months. I'm going to rest in God. I'm going to enjoy Him. I'm going to spend a lot of time just with Him. And I'm going to receive all the good gifts that He has set aside for me. I want to invite you every seventh day to join me in that. And I know not all of you are able to do what I've been given the privilege to do. I'm so thankful, so humbled. I will let you join me through the stories I share. I know it doesn't help much, but (laughs) I pray that each of us will experience this. Deep, deep peace that God wants us to have. Because life isn't only about working, it's about living, about truly being alive, because our God is good. Let's pray together. God, when we think about it, you could have been any kind of personality, you could have been a grumpy God an impatient God, an angry God, an annoyed God, a cold, hateful God. But we discover to our great joy that you are a God who loves to be happy. And though there are things in this world that make you sad and angry, you are a God of love and joy too. And because you're like that, We can be like that with you. God, thank you that you're the one who invented laughter. Every good mood in the universe comes from your heart. Teach us the more that we receive good things from you, the more we receive you yourself as our blessing, that we would become more like you we would experience the peace and the overflowing joy which comes from walking with you. Teach us to stop working for one day, to share the burdens of those who have no choice but to work so that all together as one family, we can breathe and rest and look for you and celebrate together. We pray this would be your gift to us as a church. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the sermon from Harvest Community Church. If you would like more information or have any questions or comments, check out our website at harvest-community.org. Thanks for listening.